Yo, what up, what up? This Elder Sensei, one half of the Artifacts Jersey. Stand up. You are now checking out the Mega Late Show. Let's go, y'all. Peace, Jersey. Elder Sensei, one. Yo, Mega Late Show. 104, actually. I say 103 in the beginning of the last episode? Yes. 104, I think. Let's see. Oga. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 104. Uh, I should probably check that, but, you know, whatever. You guys know the vibes. I'll, I'll label <laughs> it correctly. You know the vibes. And we're here back again. I hope you guys checked out the last uh, part of our conversation with DJ Illegal of the Snow Goon. Shout out to you, DJ Illegal. Thank you for being here. Bo, bo, bo. And then I got my partner in crime today, co-host extraordinaire, or Omen44 of the Plug yes, International. Sir. Peace to the God. How you doing, yes, man? Sir. Doing great. Doing great. Uh, and so, uh, Mega Late Show, number one hip-hop, dope culture, creative culture podcast out here in Tokyo. You know, we specialize in bringing you guys people from hip-hop culture and artists that work around, kind of tangentially to that. People visiting, people that live here, and all those things. So make sure you like and subscribe and, and, and join us as we drop uh, shit for you twice a week. Fridays with the first part and Tuesdays with the second part. If you'd like to be part of the Mega Late Show, uh, send me some of your art. You know, the, the Mega Late Show at Gmail is a thing. You know where we're at on all the social media. Of course, I'm going to put uh, DJ Illegal and Omen's uh, contact information inside of the show notes as well. So if you want to just say thanks to them and that you heard them, yeah, do that because uh, we all like that. But uh, this part of the podcast is kind of the musical share type of uh, part where I'm going to ask a bunch of questions about uh, DJ Illegal's taste in music, his kind of musical process, and then we're going to do some musical shares and then end the podcast with a round of the Sound Cypher, which I'll give you more information on in just a moment. But um, actually, I did have one more question just in regards to the Snow Goons, maybe a few more questions in regards to the Snow Goons. Mm -hmm. You guys have been like some of these guys like Det is like a childhood friend of yours. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you guys have been rocking for decades now, just all good homies. Definitely. Uh, of course, anytime that you're with a group, there comes like the family, the family arguments and shit. Uh, do you guys have that a lot, or are you guys usually on the same page? Oh well, yeah. I mean, you know, like in every family, you have some 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 fights or discussions. Yeah. But but I have to actually say, man, like we pretty get along really well, and um, and I think that's that's another aspect of the snow goons. If if I look at it. Like, it, it might be a coincidence or it might be some just weird shit, but in the snow goons, for example, nobody smokes, like, not even cigarettes. Trees, okay. Yeah, okay. And, and, you know, no weed, which, which just doesn't mean anything, but, like, just nobody does it. And also, like, definitely none of us doing drugs or um because yeah because uh, you know i don't consider weed a drug like right. that so uh nobody doing drugs and um also with the drinking it's not really you know like nobody's heavy drinking or anything so it's really i guess for for all of us in the crew even the snow goons djs like it's it's pretty much the same uh for us is is it's like the that love to the music that, mm. that really bonds us together you know mm. um, but yeah of course i mean th there is here and there discussion but especially me and that because me and that we actually founded the snow goons in the in the 90s right but uh me and him been on on the same page since ever like sure. that's it's it's that's kind of definitely weird because me and him basically um also navigating the the, the business part of the, of the snow goons and stuff 
and like you know that old saying when when there is money involved or whatever then it's always yeah. you know gets complicated mm -hmm. but me and that is just like i i can't describe it man like it's we 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 had discussions here and there but it, it has been so so small you know it's like never really a a real fight mm. or or it's everything we do is is also more or less based on just like handshakes sure. and stuff you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's really like a a, a brotherly bond yeah. yeah like a family thing you know so it's it's really brotherhood and 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 we both know like it, it's funny too when we have ideas or to talk about ideas concepts and and artwork or anything we we mostly on the same page you know mm. it's like rarely that we're like oh nah you know i don't your idea this. is bad yeah My it's idea like it's good yeah it's 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 mainly we come up sometimes even kind of with the similar stuff or feel very similar about oh. certain things you know that's dope man i mean you know in, in hip-hop there's countless numbers of groups of people who start off together you know uh, leaders mm. of the new school fell apart but then you know, Tribe had its problems. Wu has its problems. But, you know, like Wu, Wu is a family, so they still, mm -hmm. you know, got love and respect for each other's brothers. In Tribe, too, it's very rare that you find these type of groups that just truck along turbulently but gently and never have any public issues. Like, right. like De La. Mm -hmm. De La just, you know, they're just like, oh, we brothers, there's no problems. Mm -hmm. Like, right. we didn't even go off and make solo albums. We just all been rocking mm -hmm. together. So that's really dope, man. I'm curious because you know, I do this podcast with a with my with my brother late, mm -hmm. and he and I are the same, usually on the same page. But sometimes we'll bump heads on the execution of something, but it's mm -hmm. all love at the end. So right. that's really dope. You guys have been able to maintain this, uh, not brand, but this crew and this family yeah. for you know two decades, right. over two decades. That's dope. I think I think that's that's also another aspect of that of that success. You know because. Obviously, if you have like internal fights and, and a lot of discussions, things move in slower, you know, and, and since we m most of the time always on the same page, we can actually really make more power moves. Word. Mm. Dope. Now, um, some questions about your process. Like you as a producer, uh, wh what is the first thing you usually touch when you're about to start working on music? Well, it always starts with the sample to me, though. Like, I'm always get leaded by the sample. I hear something and then I'm mainly loop it and then I put the drums over it. So I'm, I'm, I'm always going with the sample in a way. It's rare that I start with the drums or something or, or I, I pull up like a, a pre drum set or something and then trying to fit something in there. That's basically never really happened. And so I'm, I'm always going with the sample. Like, mm. I, I hear something and then, like I said, I chop it up, I loop it. And in my head, I have already kind of like the, at least the vibe of the drums, if it's going to be more heavy or more this or this direction. And then I build around it, you know, mm. and then like adding stuff. And so, but it, it always starts with the sound. And, and sometimes it's, it's, it's really tough because um, I'm mainly producing on my laptop since I'm so much traveling, right? Like I, I, I used to do on an MPC, but um, like I said, I'm traveling so much, so I don't really have time to like sit at home and be like, because I have to be actually in the zone for like doing beats, right? Mm. I can't, I can't just like go home now and say like, all right, tonight I'm gonna do beats. That's mainly not working. Right. Mm. So um, it, it it mostly comes. I hear something. Maybe it's even a a movie, a TV show, or or I just hear some in a restaurant, mm. or I just like dig a little bit and listen to some sounds. 
and then I get in the mood uh, and and then I just start looping up stuff, you know. So mm. that's that's how it usually starts. Mm. And then so in 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 that and in, in order to do that, I have to have my laptop with me basically. Mm. And I'm like I said, I'm traveling a lot, and I always so have my computer with whenever me. Whenever the inspiration strikes, you like to just be able to pull exactly, it out. Exactly. Yep. So you're not using much hardware at all right now for your production. Not anymore. No, no it's, shit. Yep, yep. It's it's all on uh, with Logic on on my MacBook, and then um, obviously the files they get forwarded to the studio so they can you know sound proper but like all the pre-production and everything is, is all on the laptop and i'm so used to now to work on the laptop i'm i'm you know so good and advanced with it it's it's really easy for me like sure. when it comes to samples so you said you pull from anything so that means that in since you're working with your laptop you're largely sampling from like digital files not mm -hmm. so much records anymore yeah, I mean, here and there, I'm I'm still like buying records. Like for example, Marco Polo um, was just giving me a record like two weeks ago in in Basel. They had uh, he was on tour with Ma uh, Master Ace, and um, we wanted to go digging together, but I I couldn't make it time wise. And then he was still going digging, and he bought a record for me actually. So he brought um, a, a dope record that he just gave to me as you know, like as a makeup for mm. I couldn't make it to the to the digging, ah. and, um, and nice. yeah, and then then like a couple days later at home I was listening to it and then I recorded it, um, and then so I still do like you know record some stuff, but obviously mainly on the road it's it's all like mp3s what i what mm -hmm. i like to do is like i dig sometimes a couple records then i just record them and then i listen to it later you know sure. so mm -hmm. just time wise yeah that's dope do the snow goons have like a uh, a studio that all of you go to work at or is it all just mostly from your places and then you coalesce at one of those spots right everybody got his own spot and you yeah. know and then we bring it all together it's here and there sometimes we got sessions where we all meet together and you know knock out some stuff but for the bigger parts everybody does his own stuff and, and in terms of like um the kind of business side of things do you guys have like a manager or accountants that work on things or is it largely just you guys handling different aspects of the day-to-day -day business yep that's all us basically you know 100 percent yep yep how does that affect your creativity you were just talking about how like you got to make music when the when the inspiration hit does does the business aspect kind of keep you bogged down sometimes yeah i wouldn't say i mean it doesn't interfere too much though but yeah sometimes I, I i catch myself like you know um like sitting there and then i have to handle like emails and stuff concerning like distribution mm -hmm. and 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 background stuff you know that a lot of people don't see because you know they always sit just see of course there is a video now on youtube and it has this and that views but you know it, it it takes mostly a lot of more to like even like organize that video to mm -hmm. film it to make it and then finally right. put it up and everything you know and 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 distribute it and and then the digital part and all that stuff and then even the physical part is also a, a, a big thing you know like creating like the cd and the vinyl um but yeah and it, but then also in in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in another sense i kind of like it you know because that means we are 100% in control of mm -hmm. our creativity and of our work, you know. Mm -hmm. When we was, um, like you mentioned, um, we, we got signed by Baby Grand in the beginning in 2007. And um, there has, like, there is a couple things, like the, the first artwork, for example, there is on the German Luca album is the Snowman. That's uh, just that Snowman logo, right? Uh, that was never supposed to be like that. It, huh. it, there was an artwork where we had actually a Luger but they didn't want to release it because 
obviously the the Luger, which was never associated for us with like it's it's but it's it's historically right. it's the Nazi gun, right? Ah, uh, sure. So there was concerns about that, and we didn't want to go that direction either. So we agreed, all right, let's not use the actual Luger on the on the picture, you know, just not to be thrown in that kind of oh, well, they're sure. from Germany, and you know, right. so just to avoid that. But it has always been a. Um, but that, that that's just one example. There's for example another thing. Um, we we dropped an album with Reef the Lost Cause. That was actually our first uh, solo produced album for an artist. Was Reef the Lost Cause, and that album supposed to be titled Fuck Rappers. That was the original title. Ah. And Baby Grant didn't want to use the word fuck. They didn't want to put out that mm. album title. So now it's called your favorite MC. Oh, fuck rappers. That was the second line. Because there's a song on the album called actually Fuck Rappers. Reef is my favorite MC. That's the hook, you know. Okay. So they we took the. They thought it was a compromise. Yeah, exactly. You know, they didn't want to promote the word fuck and everything because they was thinking about sales and stuff. Right, and 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 back then placing CDs in places like Best Buy, Baby Grand would have records in Best Buy. It's hard to have that at Best Buy. Probably, you know, but we didn't care. Like we, we, you know, like it's it's art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, and and so that was another. step for us to go totally independently uh-huh. you know to to do whatever we wanted to right. do and and there was little things like release dates and stuff like that we had to always fulfill deadlines and and you know and it, it's all right you have to do compromises and whatever but it's just so much more um fun and 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 basically freedom uh, sure. for us now yeah. you know it's to much more liberating to exactly just to do whatever we want to do you know yeah that's dope man Yep. Let's um let's talk about some of your uh, musical influences. Like who are and and Omen, feel free to get in and ask any type of questions to join in at any point too. You're you're my co-host today, <laughs> but but yeah. Um, what about your influences, man? Who are some of your favorite uh, producers as you were coming up? Like let's say your favorite producers of from like ninety to two thousand and ten. Mm. Like who okay. were some of your inspirations I back mean, then? Obviously, it's always the stereotype, but that's of course DJ Premier. Like he has that trademark sound, and 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 he's yeah. also still till today, like you know, the god basically. Yeah. Prime, but still. um, yeah, it's. I mean, it really, it really started probably also with me with the Nas Ilmatic album. You know, I mean, I was always, of course, uh, in the early '90s, attracted by the music and the beats because my English wasn't that advanced back then. So I got probably not even half of what an MC was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I got the main picture, but I, I couldn't go lyrically right. into like the, the details and stuff. And things, exactly. Right. So I was always um, attracted a little bit in the first place to the music, obviously, right? Because that, that, that was, was speaking first to me in a way. And I wasn't even like really aware of like a producer like that, um, Till like I I would really say probably Nasilmatic because mm. when that album came out I was like so like that record took me like so much under you know his thing I mean we all can agree that 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 Nasilmatic is definitely a top five album I mean uh, of all time yeah yeah it's yeah. a masterpiece yeah, yeah it is and and even like I said I couldn't even really understand but I I remember when I was going in the record store and listened to the record this mm. was the pre-internet right before you even know something was coming i um 
I heard the album and I was listening in the store from beginning to end. That's how this album got me basically. And I couldn't wait till I get home and listen to the album again, you know, because back then you didn't have a cell phone where you just pull mm -hmm. up the songs right. and stuff. So, um, but yeah, and then the first time, so I was, I was like fascinated by the whole sounds and the music. And then I realized when I was reading the credits and everything, then I started realizing that it's like, all these different producers, right? And yeah. Like DJ Premier, Large Professor, right. LES, Q-Tip, yeah, Pete Rock. Yeah, uh, that's what I was pulling up as we yeah. were talking. I was just right. going to make sure I could connect the songs oh, with the yeah, producers, yeah. but yeah. Right. So but what's your favorite what's your favorite song off of that? I mean, all of them touch, but like what's <sighs> what the first one that comes to mind? Probably represent like Rep right away the represent. Song. It's, it's it's just that energy that song is is so much hip hop. Yeah. And that hypnotic melody in the in the, the that, that was loop. a DJ premiere track right yeah yeah, yeah right. it's it's basically the whole album is like every pretty much every single song you know just just for example also that geniusly um sample loop from large pro from michael jackson for the mm -hmm. um it ain't uh, hard to tell uh, ain't hard to yeah. tell exactly you know like but yeah, like uh, I was reading the credits and then I was reading all the, the, the producer names, right? And then that I think that was the first time that I was, as a kid, was really aware of like, oh, okay, so somebody did this beat, you know? Right. And, and like connecting like a name to a beat, like, you know, the awareness yeah. of a producer, basically. That was, I think, the first time I really noticed and uh, started. And then, and then you can actually really like say, till today, obviously Pete Rock has like that, you know, um, own sound like like yeah. all the greats you know mm. but then also nowadays to me um what what stuck out from the 90s for me always was also alchemist like the late 90s uh, yeah because yeah. he had always also his his hard hitting sound and till today he he's still dropping bangers and stuff, he you just know? came out with uh, the <coughs> joint with boldy james a full-length mm. album that came out like two weeks ago or something oh, like right, pretty, yeah, uh, I saw it. maybe not two weeks but it, it's pretty recent but mm -hmm. yo he's also like man he's so innovative yeah, if you go back and listen to like mob deep murder music mm -hmm. uh the realist with cool g rap like very minimal drums mm -hmm. like that is such a wave right now a vibe that a lot of people are doing mm -hmm. and like alchemist is kind of uh maybe the godfather to yeah, that yeah. sound of like minimal Definitely. drumless i, I love his uh, japanese samples though uh, he man alchemist <laughs> like personal top five my personal favorite producers he's firmly in the top three like mm -hmm. i love alchemist beats yep. and he's just he he's worked with from the most independent of artists like right. uh like evidence and all the way to the uh, the highest tier of popularity so yeah, yeah he's true. he's a favorite man he's a favorite definitely yeah yep he he gave a lot of independent dudes also like their first shots and yeah. all that like he yep yeah he's a he's a real he's a real guy i i uh i would love to sit down and just watch him make beats but but mm -hmm. yeah just to be in the studio with the energy you know he's right. he's amazing though Definitely. But you earlier you mentioned um, uh, Marco Polo. He's Marco a fucking Polo. animal. Definitely, he, yeah. he's so dope. dope. His joint with uh, what was it, like two years ago? Um, the the joint with Master Race. What is it called? Brook Brooklyn. The Brooklyn. Brooklyn from with the, the, yeah, it was yes. from last year. From the last album. Year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy, yep. crazy. He's he's an animal too. Yeah. What yep. about some of your? You you've worked with so many MCs. Mm -hmm. um, who was an MC that you were just kind of starstruck to meet for the first time? 
Pooh. Starstruck. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, like I get, I get starstruck by like anybody that's dope in a sense. Like, I, like when we, when I met Sky Zoo, I was like, yo, I'm a huge fan of Sky Zoo. Mm-hmm. But like when Marley Maul was here in studio, I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, yo, I'm talking to Marley Maul. <laughs> like every couple of seconds, I was like, yo, I'm talking to Marley Maul. <laughs> but who right. is there? Is there a person that was kind of like? stood out like that for you well yeah it's still definitely also is in in a way it's primo definitely like not as a rapper but like you know like he because like i said he's still like so relevant too and he keeps it so real it's crazy you know like he could like i mean he worked with christina aguilera or whatever and he could have choose a different route years ago if Mm -hmm. he wanted Mm -hmm. to you know he has the connections the name and whatever but he still remains to make like this hard boom bap mm-hmm. kind of underground sound like and and that's you know and and we we actually got when we dropped the goon bap album in two, 2016 he, he's the intro right yeah he's exactly he did a shout out for the intro and um in 2017 we actually went to his show like he you know because he has on uh, shade 45 um he has his uh, own show right. the live from headquarters and we got invited in new york to the show and then just sitting there like like pretty similar setup like here right in the turntables and he but he starts spinning and he was like doing backspins with the goonbap song and 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 dropping his dj premiere 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 <laughs> on the joint and doing backspins with your music i was like i was like this because you know the mix i know crazy. the mixtapes from the 90s always when he did that shit right and then all of a sudden he's doing it with your track and and standing right in front of you i was like blown away like that was yeah. That was nuts to me. I was like, holy shit. He's really got, like, we give, um, for example, when talking about, like, the greatest MCs of all time, like, we give a lot of credit to, like, Jay-Z mm-hmm. for being able to maintain uh, recognition within mm-hmm. the culture for, since, like, the, relevant, since the early yeah. 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Staying relevant. But Premier is also a, a prime example of that as well. He's, mm-hmm. not only is he idea. working with, like, the dopest cats, like, his work with um, Royce the Five Nine. Is some of the best hip hop albums of the last decade. That just gangsta album that just came the out. The new joint. Yes. Yo, tell me when I heard that. Like, it was a strange feeling because some of those tracks, especially what was the one with J. Cole, Loyalty, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Yes, yes. yes. It felt like Guru recorded that shit like a week ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of yep. gave me goosebumps in that regard. But Very still, yep. Yep. still so dope. Still yeah. so dope. Th- those tracks seemed solid. Yeah, man. It, you know, it could always go wrong mm-hmm. whenever you have like a posthumous mm-hmm. release from an out because the artist True. doesn't get to give their input. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, there's a lot of things that could go wrong there. Mm-hmm. And and we we probably have all heard where it goes wrong in like mm-hmm. Biggie mixes and, and, and Tupac mixes and shit yeah. like that. But, yo, that Gangster album was just fine for me yes it was it was just like all right this is dope they got the they got people that guru would have liked to work with and Uh it just sounds good no doubt no doubt absolutely man yep how about some mcs that you like i mean you you've worked with everybody but who who are some cats here like wow like this guy is one of my favorite not not sick nature or anything like you know (laughs) like not the homies but like other cats oh well yeah man there's there's definitely um a whole lot man um like you already said, though, we work with so many artists already. It's probably easier yeah. to make a list of artists we haven't worked with instead yeah. of like, yeah. like for real, you know, like, um, but yeah, for example, Method Man, like, you mm. know, we had on the Goombeb album, we had Method Man. We worked pretty much everybody from the Wu except for uh, Chisel. 
Okay. And and Rissa, oh. obviously, you know, but like just as far as MC. Um, haven't worked with them, but like yeah, Method Man, for example, like I have a lot of respect for him. Like he's he's also he's he's one like he stayed really relevant. He's a super cool dude, you know, and um He he never kind of fell off. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I and I just saw actually an interview I didn't even realize, dude, like he he said he didn't cursing. curse for That's the last right. four or five years. And that when crazy? you pay attention, then you Whoa. realize, but you, it, it never got me. I know? never like, I never put it together. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you know, Red is going to curse a couple of right. times. <laughs> but, but like with meth, like that, that is kind of like a really dope thing to mm -hmm. just do. Like, right. he's just like, yeah, I'm, I just decided not to curse anymore. See if I could write like that. And for like five years, he said, right? right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, like at, at, at one point in time, on earth i feel that ghostface was the greatest mc at one mm -hmm. point in time around supreme clientele mighty healthy i feel like he was just at his peak mm -hmm. and nobody was fucking with him style wise or just like everything about it yep. but I i'm a ghost fan you know die hard but i feel like at a certain point in time ghostface started making ghostface type rap where he was writing like he thought people wanted him to write but there was a part of it that just didn't really feel like Ghostface to me. That never really happened to Method Man. Method right. Man is just kind of consistently always had his signature bounce and his content has never wavered. But there's some Ghostface shit that I don't like. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. become average, let's say. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Meth Man, like, he's, he's, he's really super dope. And then also... Um, I know like his schedule he's like into the movie shit now as well you know so um i know that he he you know it, it takes a lot for him to also to do music i see it with sticky fingers for example like sticky fingers very busy too with tv shows and he was fucking blade yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean he, he was, was fucking blade, blade. TV show. Yeah. but he's actually you know doing a lot of roles in like tv shows like recently too like oh. It's you know shit. He was in the fucking wire too. Yep. Oh, greatest television show of all time, that. by yeah. the way. Greatest television show of all time. Yep. Yeah. It's just nominated for it too, though. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, officially. I, I there's college courses on it because it is just tremendous. So. Right. Word. Nice. It's also it's really funny when we did uh, for the first Onyx album, um, the Wake the Fuck Up. There, uh, we did a, a video to a song called Hustlin' Hours, and. Um, I had only like a, a, a literally like a one take from each performance, right? From Sticky and from Fredwell. So I had to spin around with the video like ideas. So I've, I I made a little like kind of movie type kind of thing where me and Dad is in, in New York and like, you know, getting some stuff. And like we made it look like we, we drug dealers. But at the end, it's just like basically USB sticks with music on it, right? Because ah. it's hustling hours mm. and they're talking about drugs, basically dealing. But we flipped it in the video as like we're dealing with music, right? Mm. So, and like I said, I had only uh, each of them, Sticky and Fredro, they only did like one part. They did their raps and that's it on a wall and that's it. And I had to do a video with it. So I spin the whole like story around and we made the storyline video and it goes actually like seven minutes or something on YouTube. Mm. But uh, we had uh, some little funny things in there. There was. Um, one of the guys in the video is uh, Intel, and that's um, Yuga's son. And ah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, um, we did some music with Intel as well. But like in the video, it's him, 
and he actually brought Methods Man's son also with him. So they are both in the video. They're they're doing like a whole thing, even with uh, old Dirty's yeah, the son, new, what, the new, new Wu, Wu gener generation. second generation, oh. new yep, generation, yep. Two? new Wu generation. Okay. Yep. So um, they was both there in the video, and um, we did like a little funny side thing. Like I was walking in the scene, I was uh, walking into the crib where I pick up the drugs and whatever, and they sit on the couch chilling. Um, and if you see on the on the in the video, you actually see while I pass in the crib, there is they watching TV and they watching actually the wire. And we put we pulled up a scene where Fredro is in the court and like jumping over the in the court where he bugs out. Burn. And 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 this scene is in the video real quick, so it's a kind of little you know like uh, some homage. Some, to yeah, it. yeah, exactly. So That's um, little things like that. Yeah. And yeah. I actually had also the honor one time uh, to spin for Onyx in Baltimore. Like I was in in New York, um, like doing my regular U.S. trip. I go like two, three times a year to the U.S. Mm. I just been there in January, and at that time I just been there and I was chilling with Rascas, and uh, Fredro was calling me like, no, actually I saw on Instagram that they had a show in like two days in Baltimore, and I was like, yo, Raz, how far is Baltimore from here? And he's like, mm, it's probably three hours driving or yeah. something from New York. I was like, let's go there. I was like, okay, and then. You know, we went there, and then while I was there, of course, they it was like, yeah, you want to spin? I was like, okay, yeah, let's spin, you know? So I was spinning for Onyx in, in Baltimore, mm. which the wire happened, Right, you know? right. Exactly. So yeah. there was a kind of weird feeling, too, yeah. But, yeah. So this part of the podcast, man, I just like to talk shit about, about music and, like, what we like and get those type of ideas and shit. So I don't know, man. Um, who do you think is a, an underrated producer besides yourself? An, an underrated producer um yeah, somebody that just doesn't get the yeah, recognition yeah. um i would probably name nuts ah that's a good choice because he he got also a very own trademark sound he got some crazy beats but like he, you know he, he's just not name wise there you know i mean of course heads know him you know but um he definitely not getting the the credits he he deserves you know mm. with his kind of he he's a crazy chopper and and but but especially the sound he's like his snares and and kicks and everything the sound it's it's literally yeah. nuts you yeah, know yeah he he he's tremendous uh, another one of those producers that you kind of be like that sounds like a not speed if you mm -hmm. if you're tuned in yeah. like that you know mm -hmm. so word um, if you were to if somebody said oh you make music where should i start what would be a good track that would be like an indication of the snow goons at the height of their powers something that you would want a person to hear first right i'm gonna try to play that shit yeah um, if it's on spotify yeah it is definitely um yeah it would be probably um i mean we got like two really favorite songs but uh, i would definitely go with get off the ground because that that's kind of like the trademark signature produced yeah. that beat yeah and um and it got sean price on it too exactly. <laughs> crazy verse so also like uh isn't fame on this too yep he oh does no. the hook okay terminology h stacks just in time mm -hmm. and who else rusty, rusty jokes yep sean p rest in peace this shit is too dope man when you hear this like uh what's a memory that comes to mind Pooh, like um yeah that 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 crazy energy you know when we when sick 
sent me the beat I already knew this is gonna be a banger mm. no matter who's gonna be on the track basically right and then every of the artists did, did their thing mm -hmm. and then fame came with that hook like get off the ground because he felt the energy too you know mm. so it's it's also when we perform this joint live because um even signature is not on the joint right but he he, he just busts a, a verse on it you know since we want to use it and we do the hook and people always go with it you know right. so that's definitely a, one of the represent the joints for snow goons for sure there's a music video for this too yeah yep yep exactly yeah. yep yeah that was also a monster to put this yeah. together because everybody getting actually all those dudes together yeah. <laughs> that was a project yeah. right. sean price man i remember exactly where i was when i heard that he passed away that was one of the the more recent deaths that really kind of bothered me and, and struck mm. me i never met the man you know but his music And I feel like he's another one of those MCs that kind of came into the height of his powers like a little bit later in his career. Right. Yep, like yep. when he, like, not, he was dope in the 90s, right. but like How there was a point. Shit and stuff, but he, he really developed his style yeah. like later on more, definitely. Uh, yeah, man. I feel like he found his voice in a different yeah. way. He was just such a funny dude, man. Like, I toured with him like numerous times, you know, like. And we have actually, I counted it like uh, we have already like seven joints with him, or like, oh, he's on seven Snowgoons right. joints, you know. So it's it's we we quite go back in in history and um, yeah, it it it's it it really hit me hard too though. Like I I till today, man, I I definitely miss P. You know, like he was a super funny ass dude, always fun to be around yeah. with. And like the, the you know what what P made too though, like he was so authentic. Like he is that guy that you hear on the record, you know what I'm saying? Like he, 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 he tell you straight in the face if you whack or whatever, you know. Like he, <laughs> he he's that guy, you know. Like yeah. he's like straight up. So yeah, man. But Sean P, rest in peace, man. Yeah, this track is uh, tremendous. I don't know what I'm gonna play, man. I might play something off the new. Uh, let me play something off the new Boldy James that I was talking about with mm -hmm. Alchemist. Okay. It's either cool. that or 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 uh, the new Planet Asia joint. Yeah. The new Boldy James. This shit just came out February seventh, so oh, okay. like within the so last month. A month, yep. It's called um, "The Price of Tea in China," mm. and uh, yeah. after this goes. Uh, well, we got like another couple of minutes for this joint, so. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll bring it in after this verse. Where does the name Snow Goons come from? I well, throw away, I throw the term out goon a lot, like mm -hmm. goon maneuvers, piece of the goons in the worst, piece of the gods in the earth. So I, I, I rock with goons, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But where do <laughs> snow goons come from? Well, really originally it comes from Calvin and Hobbes, the, the children comic, um, because he, he had like this two-headed snow monster in there. And um, when me and Dad started out with the, with the snow goons, we was only two people basically, right? So it fitted like as far as the two-headed snow monster. And, and we definitely liked the, the name, like snow goons. 
so it was just a, a thing to take mm. and then yeah it, it made a name of its own and um and then i think um what's funny too is like with the snowflake we were saying with you was omen was saying with the merchandise we mm -hmm. got that the, the snowflake it got to a trademark uh symbol for us uh, after apathy uh for the black snow song when he did the hook where he's like watch out where them snow goons go we make the sky bleed black snow and wow. like he, he he basically took the black snow title and 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 made it like very like vicious for us you know with mm. the with the bleeding snowflake and that's why it's the snowflake it's bleeding yeah. you know so it's tight yeah and, and and that became our logo then somehow and and people like it you know and it's it's um it's, it's a little bit the more universal type kind of logo because i hear even from people that don't even listen to snow goons or don't even listen to hip-hop like yo that's a dope logo you know so yeah yeah man. that really is though so distinctive. snow goons yep did you bring merch with you uh absolute here? absolute you got, you got hats and shirts and shit yep yep i, uh, I guess there's gonna be snow gooning <laughs> out in spring <laughs> yo god mega yeah no that's doubt. dope man that's dope let me see I, okay i can bring in this uh mm -hmm. let me see the joint one plant after another has abandoned detroit this joint is called uh giant slide boldy james uh, the price of tea in China. Uh, the price of tea in China is the name of the album, and I just read that uh, Boldy James is going to be joining Griselda. Mm. So. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. signed him. Yeah, I just read that. Alchemist's beats sometimes the the really sparse ones like this they just seem so cinematic to me. They mm -hmm. like uh, did you hear uh, Fetty? With currency and mm -hmm. um, Freddie right. Gibbs, yep. the first joint on that is like one of my favorite beats in a long time. It's just, <laughs> but it's like, it's not like one that you play in a club or like right. at a show. It's just kind of like, shit is dire. I actually kind of got into uh, Boldy James a little bit late. I wasn't really too familiar with his work up until just a few weeks ago, um, thanks to Jansport J. But, you know, it's definitely my vibe. And that's one of the crazy things about hip hop right now. I really feel like we are in a new golden age. There is so many super dope, tremendously talented artists that like regardless of what style of hip-hop you want to hear you can find somebody that is like excelling and just killing that like from regular like boom bap shit that like the pete rock sky zoo album retropolitan yeah. like at, at no era in in hip-hop would that album have not been super dope you know mm. it's just good right to even like some of these cats that are making like the more experimental drumless shit like Mike and Madani and Earl Sweatshirt's new shit. If you like that vibe, like it's just like there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you just and need I, to pick what you feel like. You yeah. Know? And I think that's why you guys are successful because people that are looking for a certain sound in hip hop, they're mm -hmm. like, yo, like the snow goons do that the best. So let me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear uh, this new uh, uh, Lords of the Underground shit mm -hmm. that you got going and then you said you were working on something with Planet Asia yep, shit yep. Planet Asia's new joint is dope too definitely yeah man that, that's something um, sounding totally different than the Lords project yeah. for example you know yeah, that's dope man <laughs> but yeah this Bodie James shit is tough 
And Bodie is one of those MCs that, like, when I listen to him, I don't bob my head. It's like his voice cuts through, and I yeah, just got to yeah. focus on what he's saying. <laughs> it's like he's just, it's almost like he's telling me, like, he's not rapping so much as, like, yo, feel this beat. But he's like, yo, listen to this. Who wants to go next? Who wants to share some music next? Anybody can come I can, through. I can put something on. Talking about um, the German artist. We just recently dropped something. Um, actually, we produced something for um, a German artist from my city, Karlsruhe. Called, his name is Hayes. And um, he starts popping off right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I can just yeah, Whenever play you're it. ready. Yep, I played already. Let me see. I have to turn it up. Here we go. So we produced this joint for him, and he's on Universal Records. I just see now, it came out two weeks ago and has 400,000 oh, views on Spotify. Well, I'm sorry, what's his name again? Hayes. Mm. Yo, this is way doper than that other artist I was talking about earlier. <laughs> You guys produce this? Yep, I don't understand a word he's saying, but he's riding that beat and his voice is dope and the beat is dope. I got a question for you. Since you are uh, so proficient at speaking, you know, English and obviously your, your native tongue, um, I had this discussion with a Japanese MC who's also, his, he's native level English, right? Mm -hmm. And we were discussing like ability, like lyrical ability. In the United States, there's cats who are like very like adept at using poetic devices. Like Eminem is really good with multi-syllable rhyme schemes. Uh, same with like a G-rap. And then there's other MCs who are great with metaphors and speaking completely in metaphors like an Aesop Rock or... You know, just mm -hmm. like all different poetic devices, similes, metaphors, etc. In German, are there MCs that are using poetic devices to like a very high level? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There is uh, different levels as well, you know. Um, this guy, for example, Hayes, he's more like the street kind of guy. So he's a pretty straightforward type kind of, you know, mm -hmm. lyrics. It's not too much gangsters. He's obviously, his name is Hayes. So he's all about the weed smoking sure. and stuff, you know. Um, but uh, if you want, I can play something real quick. Um, yeah, bust it. From one of my favorite German artists. It's called Morlock Dilemma. We also did a joint for him. Morlock uh, Dilemma? Uh-huh, Morlock Dilemma. Um, and he... Hold on. Oh, there we go. Um, let me just pull sure. out the right joint. Uh, Morlocks, like the X-Men's yeah, exactly underground. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mutants that don't really have superpowers, but live underground in the sewers because they're exactly, shunned like by the, the, the ugly music. From the Time yeah. Machine movie, remember? Right. Oh, uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, the Time Machine, right. Yep, that Time Machine movie. Let me just... Uh... This is really dope, though. What's the name yeah. of this track? 
uh, Haze, that's the artist name, uh -huh. and uh, the the name of the song is called uh, Rache der Laster, and it means like the revenge of your um, uh, well, uh, like your your habits, you know. Uh, okay. Because it's, it's actually a message song. He's he's all about pro weed, but like non drugs, you know, uh, okay. hard drugs. Sure. So you know. Oh, that's dope. So I rock with that. Yeah. So that that was even I was even more happy that the. Um, you know, we could produce this joint with that kind of message. Yeah, he's um, let me just look up. Um, I want to pick the right joint real quick. Cause sure. Uh, I have to see. Mm. This he, he got a joint album that Morlock the guy with one of the dopest producers in Europe to now, uh, Frank Sinatra. His name is Frank Sinatra, Joe. right? But uh, let me get the right joint, though. This 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 produces super dope though. Let me see. I think this was one of the joints. Geduld. Frank Sinatra reminds me of a kind of alchemist type kind of mm. little bit, you know, as far as. Yeah, very cinematic. Yep. And Morlock Dilemma, he has a crazy flow. Mm. That's so that's one thing that's so dope about hip hop music, man. It's like you don't you don't need to understand what he's saying. Like the music, yeah. like his delivery and the beat just culminates in giving you a feeling like you catch the motif. And and it gets as dense as you want to make it, you know. If you can mm. understand the lyrics, it gets even more dense. But this is dope. Like, you know, per se, to be honest, like like the German language, in my opinion, is not like really a a, a preferred language for rap, right? Because it's 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 definitely kind of a harsh kind of type of language. Like, but for he, for example, makes it like really like flowing wise, like really dope, you know. And it's, it's in, uh, unique, but yeah, you know. So, yeah. like you said, it's hip hop is a universal language, right. man. Like straight up. Yeah. Yeah, that shit is tight. Yeah, they they put out a pretty dope album though. Like. You want to come in, Omen? Um, oh, now get put on the spot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't really think of one right now. Okay, you don't got no new music out. My new one? Oh, it's I mean, actually yeah. coming out though. My next album, uh, I have Scott Zoo on it. Mm. I'm preparing to have a uh, Planet Asia on it. Boom, boom, boom. I have one the. I have a French art rapper in the name of Pitsy Fitzy, too. Okay, I mean, if you got something you want to play, um, I'm fucking super down to hear it. Play some unreleased shit. <laughs> We're going to be talking over it. I won't put it at the end so people can't bootleg it. <laughs> Grab the uh, auxiliary. No, how, how about playing that Sky Zoo joint you were talking okay. about? Yeah, I'm down for it, man. This is the... 
This is the new uh, Planet Asia joint, produced by uh, 38 Special. This joint is called Mystery School, Drumless. Here, I'll come down whenever you're ready. Maybe it's my internet connection. What song are you trying to play? Uh, the Sky to P-Rock one. Oh, what? Uh, what song off of it, though? Uh, I'll play it's it. all good. Okay, that's oh. the jam. I got it. You got it? Yeah. Uh, P-Rock still got it, man. His P-Rock still got that shit. There's something about this album that's very nostalgic to me. Like, I guess it's supposed to be, right? But this mm -hmm. beat right here, it sounds very much like 96 summer New like, York type of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sky, Sky Zoo is the underrated, though. So underrated, man. I really think that his album, In Celebration of Us, is one of the best hip-hop albums to come out in the last 10 years. It is so just like... The the highest tier of rap ability, but also with a denseness that is just intellectually just magnificent. Like he's no no bullshit. Like I really think he's one of the greatest MC, living MCs right now. Like he's like name anybody else. I think that Sky Zoo competes at that level and writes at that level. Usually when people talk about it, they want to talk about like an Eminem, you know, Royce the Five Nine. Some people will even go push a T. But I think Sky Zoo is right up there, man. If you peel back the layers of some of his lyrics, it's just like, how? How? Mm -hmm. Like, he's a person who has perfected the art of rapping like a fucking black thought. Like, mm -hmm. that, that shit is like over 10,000 hours of just craft. You don't right. get that clean and that dope mm -hmm. without, you know... Right. Shit, and and he just got a super dope voice and everything. It's the it's the all round picture too. Yeah, yeah. he he's uh when we got him on the podcast, he was like one of the the first like really big artists that kind of blew my mind. Like just have him there because you don't expect like a lot of people come to Japan, right? You know, mm -hmm. Ali Shahid Muhammad is going to come to Japan. Uh, you know, Dayla is going to come to Japan, but I feel like the Snow Goons, your Sky Zoos, like this kind of like middle tier of like not not in terms of quality but in terms of like uh popularity mm -hmm. there, there there's a difficulty to get to japan and you probably know all about this omen because mm -hmm. trying to book an artist is like number one finding a venue that they can fill and also number two finding enough places to bring them to here mm -hmm. just seems like this kind of like complex math equation that so many people have failed at I got a homie that used to bring out, uh, shout out to my homie Nobu, he used to bring out cats like Mob Deep and shit, you know, mm -hmm. like 15 right. years ago. And he lost his ass. Like, you know, there'd be joints where it's like Typhoon coming through, shows canceled, he's still got to play the fucking mm -hmm. diplomats, you know what I mean? And like, it just seems so difficult to get certain tier of artists. So when, when there's a Snow Goons coming through or a Sky Zoo or Elder Sensei, mm -hmm. it's like really dope, but... It's like you you kind of don't expect to see it. Like a, mm. I feel like nobody can bring Run the Jewels out here because mm. Run the Jewels guaranteed are getting like a hundred thousand dollars a show. 
mm. you, you, probably for Something most like of you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's got to be up there it's at this point, right? And so like you got to bring them to like Fuji Fest. You can't yes. bring them to Sound Museum Vision. You know what I mean? Because you got to pay them that cover and also Sound Museum Vision for a Saturday night's pl- probably mm. close to twenty grand to, to rent out, maybe fifteen mm. to rent out. So like, when you get an artist like Sky Zoo out here, I'd be like, damn, like that shit's crazy that he's out here. And and same thing with the snow goons. Like, what the mm. fuck? Like, <laughs> but you know that that's another thing. Like, you know, even in Japan, you know, like hip hop. There's this uh, TV series with uh, all these MCs battling, right? It goes by Freestyle Dungeon. Like, you know, the typical hip-hop image in Japan is, like, becoming that, you know? And, like, I just want to diversify that, you know? I I just want to tell them that there's depth to it, you know? There's more more to it, you know? You're one of the only cats doing it, man. I mean... There, there's a there's a few that bring out some notable artists, but when it comes to like real rap, like especially East Coast type of rap styles, you're one of the only cats doing it. We'll get like a Kiefer out here, we'll get beat makers, and we'll get all that type of stuff out here. But like like Jansport J was just here. That's mm-hmm. big West yes. Coast, you know, beat maker who's killing it. But like when it comes to like some real rap shit, you're kind of the guy. You're you're kind of the main guy doing that. And so I appreciate you for that. And also facilitating me meeting DJ yes. Illegal and shit. That <laughs> shit is real dope for me, man. I, it's, yes, you know yeah. what I mean? That's like sitting at, you know, you watching Premiere. I'm just like, yo, that's DJ Illegal. Dog. <laughs> that's really dope, man. You guys are really incredible. And I'm, I, I don't mean that in any type of hyperbolic way. I really rock with what you're doing. Again, I feel like we're all like hip hop guys. Like, right. you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like one community. Two, two, man. Yep. I appreciate uh, it, bro. It's, it's one of those things is like sometimes a guest will leave the studio and I'll walk away not being like, oh, that was a dope interview. It, it's to me, it's like, oh, that's cool. I made friends mm-hmm. with this person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I've, I'm getting that vibe right now. I, I feel like, oh, yo, DJ Lee, that's the <laughs> homie now. That's the homie now. So yeah. I appreciate it, man. We connected. Yes. Yep. Word, word. What, what, do you, uh, what do you think about uh, some of these younger cats that are making um the kind of avant-garde strange hip-hop shit like are you familiar with mike or uh like medani or like the new Mm -hmm. earl sweatshirt type of shit let me play something weird for you Mm -hmm. i heard the name stone now i mean of course i'm aware of earl sweatshirt i I really like that earl sweatshirt with the alchemist joint though that, that video was strange too. A lot of it, a lot of it's dope. But like this cat right here, Mike, he's kind of like a wave that a lot of people are on. Like it's experimental hip hop shit, offbeat, choppy, deliberate lyrics. Him and like Makami. Maybe you've heard of Makami. Yeah, he's yeah, worked with some cats, but like their shit is weird, and I fuck with it like a hundred percent. Like, like that beat is strange. I feel like it comes from the alchemist kind of approach to beat making, mm-hmm. but it's also a little bit offbeat and choppy in a strange way. Like I fuck True. with all these cats, man. Like, like this shit. This fucking track is a minute and 19 seconds, and it's got two verses. Like it's two cats, no real chorus or nothing. And I feel like so many of the tracks that are made nowadays because of uh, streaming and people uh-huh. trying to capitalize on that, they're fucking getting shorter and shorter. You got like uh-huh. two minute tracks. Right. Yeah. 
Betty spin. Somebody better call Scotland Yard. My nigga homie swinging poles out the car. Pusillanimous cactuses, hemorrhages, blemishes, calamitous sandwiches. Niggas eat food around here. No amethyst. Niggas keep it hood around here. Most savages. This is one track? Yes. <laughs> It's almost, it's like over halfway done. Like, this is ending in 10 seconds type of shit. But I fuck with it. Like, zero Whoa. drums. It's weird. It's experimental. It's uh-huh. it's like, it's not street, but it's also very much like from, very it's not from the suburbs. You know what I mean? It's like some real interesting shit. But yeah, man, I fuck with a lot of these. Like, Makami did an album with um, Muggs, DJ Muggs, and that Ooh, shit yeah, is dope, yeah. man. Yep. I, I I don't know if you guys are into that type like those type of cats, but I'm I, I'm really rocking with it. And this is like a young, youthful energy that right. is separate from. Like you said there is a whole new wave in New York going on. Like obviously, like like the the, the four writers are like definitely Criselda. Yeah. But um, there is also like uh, you heard of Rome Street? Nah. Rome Streets is super dope. That's one of my favorites right now. Uh, to be honest, uh, Uncle John. For example, oh yeah, oh, you guys, Chun? you guys had a track yeah, with Uncle John. Also, he's dope yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, he's super dope. He, he's and one of those guys that I feel mm-hmm. like is like uh, they're not trying to make like boom bap from the '90s style hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole new thing, yeah. and a lot of times it's not even focused on being like lyrical at all. Mm-hmm. It's more or less like this radical kind of self-expression and individuality, authenticity. Like True. when I hear that, yeah, yeah bust it. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. You gotta use the restroom. Yeah, yeah, buzz it, buzz it. <laughs> now we could do that on the Mega Late Show. It's not too proper, but work. And, um, yeah, and then or or uh, Ito, for example, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a, a lot of dope new artists. St. Neck, um, Flea Lord. It's, mm, it's, yeah. it's like a whole bunch of of like new cats, basically. You know. What is that? Do you remember any tracks off of uh, Rome Streets? I'd like to play one of his joints. Uh, uh yeah, you can do uh, uh, what's it called? Ninety Four Windbreaker or or. Or naughty windbreaker shit produced by J.R. Swifts. Yo, this album cover is dope. He's got like the fucking ox in his mouth. Uh, Razor for, for you guys not familiar with East Coast slang. He's dope. See, that's what I'm talking about though, DJ Illegal. Like, there is so much super dope hip hop right now. I feel like we are really at a renaissance yeah. when it comes to the culture. Like, True, yep. In the 2000s, like, yeah, there was really dope cats here and there. But, like, now I feel like we're to the point where we don't need to complain about anything that's happening on the mainstream because right. everything is so fucking dope. That's 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 my focus always right now. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm used to sometimes, like, do a post about some whack shit, whatever. But yeah. I stopped that because I don't even want to be focused on, on, on the whack shit. You know, right. there's so much dope shit. I, I'd rather promote dope shit right. and keep it moving, you know. Yeah. I, still, I still take the time to call out people who I think are culture vultures or people who yeah. I think are whack. Like, of course. I'll, I'll never be able to really truly rock with Drake or because of ethical things. Like, mm. I'll never be yeah. able to truly rock with great drake or a post malone but mm. man like I, I also don't need to really put it down because their music doesn't really affect my world of hip-hop and the exactly. people that i care about and, and like so you know yep man like i i am actively trying to f- to listen to everybody that's dope and still like I, there's like an artist like this and i've never heard of rome streets before but mm-hmm. like it's so dope. I feel like, how did I miss this? You know what I mean? He, he got some dope shit, man, for real. Now, this shit goes. 
omnidirectionally dope. Like, word. Well, shit. Like, uh, I'll go ahead and get us out of here um, with this last part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a game called the Sound Cipher that my homie uh, Urban Aristocrat is selling on his website, thesoundcipher.com. Take a look at that. So basically, oh, let me let me change the beat up some though. Some John Robinson shit. Peace of the God. You know John Robinson, yeah? No. No. John Robinson be making music with Elo uh, Elo Kush. Elo Kush. He's also God Body. Oh, really? Elo Kush, yeah, I thought you oh. would know him. Elo Kush. Yeah. Oh. Uh John Robinson, Elo Kush, uh Signs of Life. All those cats. Yeah, they out there in New York uh, in New Jersey too. I'm oh, surprised wow. you don't know him. Yeah, yeah. He Damn. came out here. He did an album with Buddha Monk called um oh, What yeah. is that shit called? Something Assassin. Like it's like Shogun. It's it's like a yeah. Oh. But he's super dope. Uh he's in Jersey. I should connect y'all because Yes, sir, yes, sir, yeah. yes. Sir, he be trying to definitely. come out here. But John Robinson, uh-huh. you know, of the legendary Signs of Life crew. Yeah, I, I heard uh, the name. Still still one of the doper producers to ever do it. But uh, oh yeah. Uh sorry, to talk about the sound cipher. It's a card game. I think it's about eighty cards and the homie Herb has three different sets. He has an R and B set, an open format set, and a hip hop set. Uh just speaking of genres like open format's going to be all types of shit but but there's all these different type of cards like artist cards and culture cards and each one of the card is a sign of point value and it also has a question and so basically mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do is to plug your phones in and read the question then play the music then we d- vote on who wins uh depending on you know how we feel so let's just do let's do uh let's see play the best song from the artist music catalog artist drake no we're not doing that one uh, but here's another one uh artist play the best song from an artist music catalog the artist is notorious big so there's our there is our song that we're supposed to play one from biggie Mm-hmm. And so let's have one of y'all plug in and then we'll go ahead and tune up our songs and then let those joints play. Now, best song, of course, is going to be subjective. So really what it's about is what song do we think that we like the most? Let me see what I got here. Just the first one that came to mind. Oh, I hear somebody's phone. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Oh, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So here's my track, The What, Biggie and Meth. And also, this is produced by fucking Easy Mo B, who I think perhaps contributed the most dope to Ready to Die. He had so many bangers on there. And of course, you know, there's a lot of other people to contribute it, but man, the Easy Mo B joints, I feel like this is Easy Mo B right at like the peak of his powers. After that, he would do like a, I make sure everything remains raw off of the busted joint. Yep. And, and Easy Mo B is another one of those like not forgotten producers from the 90s, but one that I just feel like should get a little bit like Absolute. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he, uh, he's so dope. Break in your ear. You saw that when he break down how he did it, like it, it's, it's nuts. Like there's a, uh, I think he put it once on his Instagram how he did it. Oh word! And like how he chopped the sample and shit. I was like, oh, he's shit. amazing, he's man. He's super yeah. amazing. Let me. Uh, all right, I'm gonna come down and then I'm gonna go ahead and let Omen come in with his joint. Wait. Um. 
What was that track? Um, damn. Yeah, that's my favorite, though. This is before he got mafioso rich and was just making that's street true, fucking hits, mm-hmm. man. It's interesting to see that Biggie is truly the progression of like street rap into the commercial realm. Like uh-huh. Puffy, Puffy maneuvered him his, into that place. Did this yeah. evil ding, yep. And 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 who would have who knows where Biggie's career would have went had he lived for another ten years? You know, right. like mm. you look at what Ja Rule did afterwards. Mm. You know, the the R and B rap mm. ballads together, and yeah. I mean. It completely changes Jay-Z's career mm. if Biggie sticks around, right? Because mm. you can't be king of New York when the king of New York is still alive. But this is... This and, like, Machine Gun Funk are... This is a good choice. Almost every Biggie song is a good choice, though. True. All right, let me come down. I'm going to let DJ Illegal come in. Well, I had originally this joint tuned up too, but then also this here. And this was less about the beat. It was more about basically the, the how he breaks it down, you know, like... Gangsta that, that Bible. Was, yeah, that, that, that was some shit that like yeah. at the time <laughs> that blew you away just by listening, you know. I mean, the beat is crazy too. Who yeah, did yeah, the beat? with the... Who? Is this premiere? Um, I think this is Primo, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's Primo. And then, like, with the PE cuts in it and stuff. But yeah. then, like, when he came in and shit, and, like, I mean, that, that, sh- that record was played over in New York. Yeah. Like, crazy. So, who wins? Hmm. The what, Unbelievable, or the Ten Crack Commandments? <sighs> I mean, Biggie is, is, yeah. is classic regardless, you know what I'm saying? Like, Word. All it's, right. It's it's really interesting to say like you when what I have Biggie would become, you know. But that what the what was like underrated. I think that, that was underrated. I, that was yeah. I mean, it was there all the time, but like yeah, it it's was a, it's <laughs> a B-side cut for sure. That's right. Yeah, B-side right. cut. True. That's But it's interesting to to ponder what would have come from Biggie had he he lived. Mm. Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky that the time that he passed away, he recorded a double disc album because mm-hmm. his output just wasn't nearly as prolific as like Tupac's, who was recording tracks every ten minutes apparently. Yeah. Yep. So it was good to get that man. Like, Life After Death is a crazy project. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different sounds on there, like everything from story to tell, which is like one of the best hip hop beats of all time and best storytelling of all time, to like. The sky's the limit, which is like a punctuation on him passing away somehow. But mm. yeah, it's hard to vote against any of these tracks. So I'm just going to award us each four points. <laughs> each. So each four points. Yeah, if okay. you like this type of game, man, it's really dope and really fun to play. I, I I'll leave, put the link in the bio. Go through and and pick that up. Support uh, independent art. Shit, I think that's it for us today, though, guys. Anything else to add? Any other questions? No more games? No, you got, you want to do another one? You guys want to run another round? I mean, no, I kind of liked it. It's going. dope, man. It's it's really yeah. dope. It's really dope. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and give these to DJ Legal. Maybe he wants to get together with the Snow Goons and play Whoa. it at some some point. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, I'll, I'll leave those for you. But yeah, man, uh, DJ Legal, I'm looking forward to seeing you perform here in Tokyo on. Mm-hmm. 
Sunday night? Sunday. Yes. Is that right? Oh, well, by, the, by the time that this episode comes out, this will already have passed, but I'll yeah. go ahead and notify all the homies to roll through. Where is that going to be at? Juice Bar Rocket? Rocket Juice Rocket, Bar? Uh, in uh, Kitasenju. Kitasenju. Yes, okay, it's, okay. It's in the northeast uh, part. Okay. No doubt. Yeah, uh, Sunday night, I'll be there to buy my merch. Get some snow goons merch, yes. the black got snow. You, I got you. No doubt. You know, um, yeah, Mega Late Show. Everything. Where can we find the plug international? Social uh, media time. Media time. Yeah, social media. Where? On like? the plug international YouTube or either the SoundCloud. Uh, check for Omen 44. I'm coming through with that. Join with uh, Planet Asia, Skazoo. And hopefully I have a signature on it too. Boom. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Do you know any time that w- when that's going to come out potentially? Uh, not really. Okay. Keep me posted because I want to share yes, that. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Definitely. definitely. And then uh, DJ yes. Illegal. Um, so. Yeah, the Snow Goons is pretty simple. You just type in Snow Goons in one word into Google and you have all the official accounts there, you know, from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Whatever you're looking for, you will find the snow goons right there. And um, if you want to hit me up, like you can use any of the pages, all their contact email, they go straight to my email. So if you want to say something, want to send me something, if you want to ask something, whatever, feel free to hit me up on any of our channels. That's right, guys. It's some real hip hop shit. Yes, sir. I usually Word. don't be one to say real hip hop shit, but this is definitely hip hop shit, man. This is community and culture and uh shout out to the snow goons for consistently raising the bar for all artists and working together with so many dope people within the community including the mega late show and the plug international uh we'll check you guys out next time i I think this episode 104 (laughs) thanks for having me farewell peace out y'all thank you
gibt es Saugus, keiner, ich gibt es Saugus. Ja, gibt es Saugus. Und deine Hilferufe klingen wie Halleluja-Gesang. Uh, ich fand dich auf einem Schwarzmarkt hinterm Grenzstreifen. Man besiegelt die Farmzahlung mit Gängzeichen. Versteckte dich hinter Gartlager und Grenzscheibe. In dem gestohlenen Passat mit arkender Kennzeichen. Zwei Wodka machen Lausbuben zu Maulhuren. Die nicht kapieren, dass die Sauftour hier gerade ausufert. Wenn sie sich dann in dem Hausflur vor mir auflistern, schickt sie das Eisen zum Ausruhen in die Baugrube. Der Schlagring gibt dir Autogramme wie ein Brandeisen und schlägt dann Muster in die Wand von meiner Stammkneipe. Lag ich auch blank auf dem Standstreifen wie Landstreicher. Ich tauschte dich nie gegen Brandwein bei den Pfandleihern. Samstagnacht ist Gepallabe von der Sparkasse. Ein Schlagschuh fließt rote Farbe durch die Ratsgasse. Und wieder schrieb diese genialste aller Schlagwaffen. Ein neues Kapitel im Opus Magnum meiner Straßakte. Ja, alle deine Narben legen Zeugnisse von nächtlichen Eskapaden damals in den 90ern. Und so liest man meine Abenteuersage yeah. in den hageren Versagevisagen als fernes Holzstiche. Und klettert der Mond über die Wohnblöcke. So bricht sich sein Licht in Bordeaux auf deinen Thronflächen. Auch wenn ich mit Abschaum in Hofecken das Brot fläche, yeah. leitest du mich durch die Groteske der Großstädte. Der Stall liegt gut in der Hand. Es schickt dich Maulhuren direkt in den Ruhezustand. Und macht das Feuer, was dich heute zum mutigen Mann. Schicke ich dir ein Vokrom, glänzendes Großtelegramm. Ich geb dir Saures. Ich geb dir Saures. Der Schlag, ich geb dir Saures. Es gibt dir Saures. Penner, ich geb dir Saures. Ja, gib dir Saures. Und deine Hilferufe klingen wie Halleluja-Gesang. Dann, 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 dann geh ich ihn dir so hin, wie ich ihn haben will.